Do you love horror films? Then check out Movies Plus, where they're releasing eight horror films a week this October, with hundreds of other spooky titles available on their brand new app. You can find them at MyMoviesPlus.com or get the app by searching Movies Plus in any of the app stores. Go to MyMoviesPlus.com and you can watch films like Night of the Living Dead, Madman, and many more. They have thousands of movies and shows and are adding more titles every day. They have both big names and independent creators so you can find some hidden gems that would be otherwise buried in the streaming world. You get an entire year of Movies Plus for $29.99. But for our listeners, you can save $6 with the promo code FILMSTREET. That's all one word, F-I-L-M-S-T-R-E-E-T, to save $6. Again, MyMoviesPlus.com and get $6 off with the code FILMSTREET. Movies Plus, no ads, no agenda, no censorship. Just quality content for $1.99 a month. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to a very special episode of Nightmare on Film Street. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week, uh, we're coming at you live from uh, Manhattan. We are in the midst of a construction zone, if you can hear. Yeah, this is an (laughs) emergency broadcast episode of the podcast. He's just saying that to justify our bad audio quality. It's going to drive me nuts, I know it. (laughs) It's going to drive me absolutely fucking insane. Uh, We're recording live from the Brooklyn Horror Festival, but simultaneously, it also happens to be the weekend that Halloween Ends dropped, and we want to talk about it. We gotta talk about it. We have to talk about this movie right fucking now. I cannot like. I can't let another hour. I can't let days go by before I get my thoughts out about this movie. Yeah, we contemplated waiting until we got back to Toronto to record, but that would have been four days of John and I not being able to talk to each other. That's, about that's the, the thing. Movie. Like we keep trying to start the conversation. Like no, save it for the podcast. Um, there's too much to say about this movie. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, there is too much to say about this movie. If you're new to this style of episode, uh, we call these our drive home from the drive-in reviews in which we watch the film and then immediately record our thoughts. And it's always a mixed bag because neither John or I know what the other thought of the film. Yep. We haven't had any any conversations about it. It was really hard to kind of contain ourselves while we were watching the movie, but I think this one especially because we were both hopeful for Halloween ends, but neither of us were really too stoked on Halloween kills. So I think it was a very, a tepid hope. <laughs> what I mean, honestly, what horror fan goes into a new Halloween movie, a new Michael Myers movie, hoping for it to be bad? You know, I think everybody wants a Halloween movie to be good. Uh, very, very rarely are they. Uh, it's the weirdest fucking franchise <laughs> in the goddamn world. But I will say that I know it's a there sick. Been... It's a sick punishment, we horror fans. Yeah. <laughs> we keep going into these movies and we're like, they're not. Uh, they're not really all that good. <laughs> I, hey, you know, I gotta say these new ones, these David Gordon Green movies, uh, have 
found an audience for sure. They definitely have a they've they've grown an appreciation for some people. They really click um, with people that aren't us. We've been we've covered I think all three of these movies now. We have not been nuts about any of them, and I think. I mean, I haven't talked to you much about it, but I get the impression that the same is probably true for Halloween ends. So before we really start diving into the weirdness of this fucking movie, because here's the thing, Halloween 2018, eh, kind of weird, just because it's a legacy sequel. Halloween Kills, crazy fucking weird. That movie got way weirder than it should have. And, and this is the weirdest of them all. This goes right off the fucking deep end. It's nuts. Uh, I, I truly don't understand this franchise. It's like art house. It, it's like, you could you could almost say this is an A24 movie for how fucking weird it gets. I think you were leading into the fact that you were, we were going to get into it and then you just got into it yeah so i think we should i think we should do what we normally do i think we should take a minute have a deep breath and say three good things about this movie and i think saying at the top of the episode that we're going to try to keep it spoiler friendly yeah which is one going to be very difficult because halloween ends it's the end of of this arc or branch of the of the michael's the michael myers family tree it's gonna be hard to do but if you have not seen the film one it's on peacock if you're in the u.s so you could Mm -hmm. watch it right now stream it yeah or if you're on the fence or you just want to hear our thoughts about it uh we're going to try to keep it limited to what you see in the trailers yes so yeah no spoilers we're not going to talk about the end of the movie we're not going to talk about a lot of stuff in the middle of the movie. Just our emotions. <laughs> right? Uh, but we will also be recording a full spoiler episode for The Fiend Club at Patreon. If you want to hear everything we have to say about this movie, you can you can hear our spoiler-filled thoughts at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. So, Kim, three good things about Halloween Ends. What do you got? My first favorite thing about the movie comes at, like, Two seconds into the runtime. Oh. I really like the pumpkin sequence in the opening of this film. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing that the David Gordon Green trilogy has been really loyal about is doing the traditional Halloween opening with the really simple title card with the credits and the the pumpkin carrying all the way through. And oh, this yeah. one's got a transforming pumpkin i'll say it's pretty red are we um, really not good that, that we're really committing to spoiler free we're not going to talk about the pumpkin in I the just, title sequence I, of the movie okay fine the, the pumpkin like rolls into another pumpkin and it explodes and it's really good and uh pumpkins we, inside of pumpkins yeah guys. and we pull through on the pumpkin guts i just i thoroughly enjoyed the pumpkin sequence yeah also i think uh halloween 3 season of the witch font for the credits which is fun yeah, the the blue, um, slightly italicized yeah. Halloween font. Yeah, my uh, for number two, if I if I can do number two, there is is a particular kill. Uh, without getting into any details, there is a kill in a radio station that I think is probably best one of the best kills of the last three movies. Like, holy I, shit, is it incredible? I wholly agree with you, and the reason why I think I like that kill the most is that it's got an element of fun to it, an element of silliness, which most of the kills in this Michael Myers saga have not been. They've been pretty They've been very brutal and very cold and like almost, we talked about this when we talked about Halloween ends is that it was kind of 
punishing yeah. to the audience. Like, it was kind of like, you people are sick for liking <laughs> you this. sick fucks. Here you go, you sick bastard. Have a knife in the eyeball, you bastard. <laughs> this is what you want, isn't it? <laughs> this one is a little bit more fun and creative yes. with the kills. And I think that comes down to the fact that it's the final show. They're trying to do something a little memorable to go out on. And... We're barely touching the surface about how memorable uh, these kills are, but they definitely make some bold choices. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely came out swinging with the kills in this one. What's what's our number three thing? Am I allowed to pick another kill, or should I do something different? Maybe I'll just lump onto your kill before I get into number sure. three. So yeah. my number favorite... two, part B. <laughs> so one of my favorite kills is in the trailer. So I can talk about it fully because everybody's oh, yeah. already seen it. The classic Michael Myers pin on the wall kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy this one. I know it's like every Michael Myers movie has like the the lift victim where he picks them up and you're like, wow, he's so strong. <laughs> um, but when he stabs her into the wall and she just goes limp and hangs there... Um, one, it's a little tongue in cheek because she's literally on top of a piece of art yes. hanging like a painting Isn't and he great? does his little head tilt like, like he's oh. considering art, like, oh, this is a really nice piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this dead body really brings the room together. Um, but just the, how it's shot and the one, the cinematography is really great. That might be our number three um, thing then. Cinematography's great. No, but I have an actual number three. Okay, thing. my mistake. Yeah, I just really like how that kill's shot. It's framed really well. It's really, um eerie okay eerie and silly simultaneously <laughs> right on so what's the number three thing then if it's not cinematography because i love how this movie's shot i think it looks great i mean hey oh surprise david gordon green good director you know this is his third time out all three of these movies have looked really good especially michael myers that he really knows how to shoot michael myers mm-hmm. um and like that's the biggest credit i could give all three of these movies is that it makes michael myers like a menacing presence again He's not a goof. Uh, His mask is scary. His presence is scary. uh, And he looks great all the time. I will say, though, in the middle of the film, he feels his age in a way. I think he's supposed to. I know. I think Laurie's supposed to, to, like, it's, it, this is really like the grumpy old man of Halloween. Yeah. And, and that's interesting too, because this one is set four years, I think four years after, after the end of Halloween kills. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be confusing. The end of It's set in 2022. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Michael's taking some time off. Lori's taking some time off. She's not shooting her mannequins in the backyard anymore. She's not constantly training. Uh, Michael's living in a hovel, eating bugs, I think. (laughs) Sure. Rats with fennel. We know that. (laughs) I mean, probably not getting the right right ratio of proteins to carbs. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe rats are high in sugar. Who knows? High in sugar. What's our waste is high in sugar. What's our number three good thing? I'm, well, I was just saying that you were talking about Michael Myers being like a big glamorous bad boy, but I think he's kind of a frail old man in this, apart from when he picks up that lady and stabs her into the painting. Yeah, that is that is the one time that he like really shows his strength. Um, is that our number? No, that's our number three? that's not my okay. number three. So my number three compliment is the cold open sequence of the film. It is surprisingly fun and interesting because it doesn't quite feel like a Halloween movie and it really plays on your expectations of a Halloween movie and it's it's shot like that stock and kill but 
I think it's just a really fun way to start the movie and set up expectations that this is going to be different than what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And it really helps, I think, ease you into the fact that this is going to be unlike any other Halloween movie that currently exists. Yeah. And that this one's going to take a, a turn from what Halloween Kills was. Because I feel like Halloween Kills tried really hard to be fan servicey in a way and hit all of the audience okay and make sure that like every type of halloween fan kind of got what they needed from the franchise and this one i think was purely for david gordon green who was like (laughs) this is the halloween movie that i want to make this is the one he like if if he could only make one movie this is the one he would have jumped to but he's like i need two movies to set up the (laughs) one movie i want to do okay you guys got your shit now it's my turn yeah it feels like what they originally wanted Halloween to be at the point of Halloween 3, where they were going to go into these deviations of different Halloween nights, and Michael Myers was not going to be featured. Yeah. That's what Halloween 3 was with the season of the witch, and they were going to continue with Halloween 4 being something different, mm-hmm. and Halloween 5 being something different. Obviously, fans at the time were like, ew, where's Michael? Um, and then they <laughs> I reverted. I mean, hell, fans now are like, ew, where's Michael? <laughs> and then they reverted from that, but this makes it feel almost like the urban legend Halloween other terrible things that happen on Halloween night. Yeah. Because it's almost a glimpse of what could have been, but uh, it still ties in with the Michael world. Yeah. And I think it's also, uh, like, the, the biggest thing that's happening here in the in the opening of the movie is showing what Haddonfield is like in the wake of Michael Myers. It's really interesting because it seems calmer now than when Michael was locked up in a mental facility. Like, Michael Myers killed a bunch of people, Haddonfield super trauma- traumatized, several citizens were murdered in this all-out driveway brawl, and then Michael just disappears for a few years, and everybody kind of, like, packs up their baggage and puts it in the basement. Like, even Lori. This Lori has moved on. Right. In a way that 40 years trauma Lori did not... That's the one thing I just do not get about this movie, is how Lori's just like... And here I am buying a house with my young granddaughter. I don't know why I'm giving her a British accent. (laughs) But yeah, it's just so weird. She's like, and now I'm going to try to be a functioning member of society. Right. I bake. I decorate. And she decorates for Halloween. Like she put those ginormous spiders up. And I was like, yo, good for you, Lori. Getting something good out of Halloween. It's about damn time. It's a weird choice because Michael Myers isn't dead. And And he's just missing. He could come back at any moment. He could come back at time yeah he's not in prison like while he's in prison it's like oh god i gotta prepare he's coming for me he's coming for me like he's in shackles he's been in shackles for 40 years he's not coming unless of course there's a bus accident i mean that might and a crazy doctor who drives him right to your house (laughs) yeah that's oh man right yeah but in this one michael could be anywhere he could be hiding in the basement of her house but everybody's like oh it's fine she built a full-out dungeon in her basement to trap this man who was becoming a senior citizen in a full maximum security prison. Yeah, but once he's out, he like, what with the, oh man. Like, she doesn't even hide a gun under her bed. There's no guns on the fridge. There's no Velcro keeping one under the table. She is not prepared for Michael Myers at all. And then when he does show up, surprise, because this is Halloween ends, they have to have their showdown. Yeah. She's like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> and you're like, no, you haven't. That's the thing, Kim. She never she never let go of the of the trap. She just had to make it look like she was re- living her real life, right? It was all a ruse. <laughs> you thought I got over my trauma 
turns out I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so he's like, he's got certified boogeyman status in this movie. Like the certified boogeyman. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like just the mention of him is enough to scare people. And like the whole opening sequence of that movie is is basically just seeing what happens when something scary when you hear a sound in your house and it's Halloween night and you're not sure where the sound came from and there's a guy who's murdering pe- who has murdered people on Halloween that is whereabouts unknown you know like that is kind of fucking terrifying. Don't you think everybody should be more scared? <laughs> well, now, yeah. The opening of the movie, people are terrified. But uh, everywhere else, not so much. Everybody's totally cool with it. It's a wild movie. Largely for stuff like that. And it feels like a bit of a sore thumb in the trilogy. I just don't think that any of what's in the movie... Now that we've got the three good things out, I can finally start shitting on <laughs> now it. Now that we've been nice. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't... Um, I don't see any evidence that this is what they were always working toward. That's my biggest problem, is that this movie especially feels so unled up to. It feels it doesn't feel like Halloween Kills was leading to this. It no. doesn't feel like Halloween 2018 was leading to this. So yeah. it's, it's just like, oh, so you made it a trilogy after the fact because Halloween 2018 was so successful. Mm-hmm. And there aren't really a whole lot of ideas there, but it plays like there is it plays like there's this big epic message and there's this big epic meaning and we're meditating on trauma but it also just feels like a cash grab yeah, well, that's kind of been the last, the, the, all three of these movies, to be perfectly honest. They have all been about, oh, these people in Haddonfield must live such tortured lives because of what this guy did. And that's that's kind of it. And first off, I don't think it's necessarily earned in Halloween H4O, uh, because he's just a guy who killed some people in 1979. Terrifying, or 1978. Terrifying, I think his sure. kill count in Halloween 78 was like three. Yeah, so he's just as bad as anybody else. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? We're all capable of killing three babysitters if we really put our mind to it, okay? Um, I just, yeah, like, maybe it's because he had escaped prison once before and now they're just constantly scared that he might do it again. But he's in a super-duper maximum security prison. What do you mean he's escaped prison once before? Well, I mean, Halloween oh, 1978. True. Like, yeah. he, he killed as a That's child, That's right, he was wasn't a 12-year-old in, in the end. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand how everybody talks about him, and I don't want to harp on this too much because it's, we've we've talked about this th- you know three times now that everybody is terrified of him like he is Jack the Ripper. They're or terrified the of him Killer. like he has all twelve movies, yes. but they've retconned ten of those twelve. Exactly, no, eleven of those twelve. He has not killed a billion people, mm-hmm. uh, but they they treat it like he has, and it, it felt very unearned then. It feels earned now. Like, now it totally makes sense that this is the sort of world that we're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I feel like after the events of Halloween Kills, this town would be terrified. Yeah, they'd be a little fucked up. It makes the behavior of Laurie and the central characters very, very odd. But the fact that the town is traumatized, but we're trying to move on, but we, like, the, the... the timeline of trauma just is weird. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that they have much to say about trauma other than the fact that people experience it. That it exists. Yeah, it's just like, oh, something bad happens and and it fucked me up forever. Like, 
cool. People continue to say that those words, essentially, in a different fashion over and over and over again for three movies, and it means nothing to me watching it. I don't care. Um, I don't think it necessarily dives any deeper into Laurie's character. You don't think trauma dies tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to try, that's for sure. And also, too, for saying so many pointed things about trauma, the very end, Lori goes on to finish this Michael Myers saga that, you know, she believed was targeted. And, and a lot of the characters address it in this, which I think was a lot of the audience's reaction is this, that, like, Michael's not gunning for her in this. No. It's kind of happenstance that they've interacted again 40 years later. Yeah. She feels this faded connection with him, but we still couldn't have have no confirmation whether he recognizes who she is. Yeah, and that is something that I thought was an interesting nugget of Halloween 2018 that I was hoping would get explored a little more. Like, I would love to have a definitive nail in the coffin on Michael not knowing Not who giving she is. a shit. Yeah, he, he doesn't know anything about her. He doesn't know who... He doesn't even recognize her damn face would be my best guess. Mm-hmm. It's just she is constantly trying to... She's constantly... Um, trying to find meaning where there isn't any. Yeah. She's trying to make this monumental moment of her life have kind of like a greater purpose. Yeah. Or like it it has to mean something. There has to be a fate about it. Yeah, I I, I get that she's looking for answers and she's looking for closure and like it's impossible. Like there's there's definitely something to be said there. Mm -hmm. But it's just not really working for me mm-hmm. um because it doesn't necessarily provide anything and all of well, the- and it's i find it's contradictory to try to kill michael myers after everything's said and done because we're meditating on trauma like it will never go away and so like if you kill michael myers are you saying the trauma is going to go away like that that's contradictory right? to what the film's been meditating on it's 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 bizarre too because if he also doesn't like sure he is the person who has attacked her and killed her friends and everything but I don't know. It's such American frontier justice, this movie. I don't, it's so bizarre. <laughs> you got that vibe from Halloween Kills, I remember, and you're just like, I don't understand this. I don't get it. Like, there's a lot of, like, we the mob shows up, and we have to take this into our own fucking hands. Yeah, and even and- how the police behave at the end of this movie. Like, the, the police are just, you know, going by their own laws, mm-hmm. and it just... It feels not right. Yes. like it's, <laughs> It feels truthful like, to America. Okay, I understand he's a serial killer, but like, let's still read the book that you are operating under. <laughs> well, it's also that I assumed we were going to... I'm just going to go ahead and say we do not necessarily learn much more about Michael Myers in this movie. We don't really dive much deeper into it than I think Halloween Kills was implying we might. Uh, it really th- it really felt like we were leading, at least with the end of Halloween Kills, that we were leading into a movie that was going to dive into the psyche of Michael Myers as a person. Yeah. Like, we got Laurie in the first one. We got Haddonfield at large in the second one. You and felt like Michael was yeah, the Yeah, I thought one. that was the next, I thought that was the next move. That makes a lot of sense. And also, too, just the way Halloween Kills ended, I know a lot of people, uh, like, a lot of the discussion online was that they believed this was going to be leading a little bit more supernatural. Mm. Because, you know, like every end of a Halloween movie, there's no way Michael Myers could have survived that. And, of course, he does his, like, really straight back sit-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, god damn. Yeah. It's got the ghosts in him. (laughs) He must be magic. (laughs) And then, but, but like, the thing that I guess I've always expected is that we were going to find out he was just a 
mentally handicapped child who grew up to be a mentally handicapped adult whose only like language is violence which is sad that sucks i mean it's it's awful that he has yeah, to like kill he, people he loves with a knife he loves with a knife um but it feels cruel to bring out the pitchforks and the torches for that yeah you know like we, yeah we, you can't say both yes cuz he's it, it's ah oh, man i don't i just don't know how to uh, talk around it, but it's it's like they are just killing an innocent person. It's it's which is bizarre. He has killed a lot of people. He's, I know. he's murdered a lot of people. Yeah, but something about it feels very icky to me. Yes, I have something to say about that in the spoilers. I can't say it now. Right? Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. There's there's unfortunately there's more to be talked about. But yes, the the kills in this movie are great. The radio station in particular is pretty fucking incredible. They go so hard with that radio station. They really try to make it a thing. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie is every character is listening to the radio Hadfield station. Hadfield as a radio station is pretty cool. There's billboards for the radio station. We get like a hero shot on the tower for the radio station. Like, wow, I guess we're going to wind up at the radio yeah, station at like some point. David Gordon Green was like, you know what Haddonfield needs? A jungle Julia. <laughs> Yes. One, <laughs> I've got another thing I want to say about this that's not really spoilery. Yeah. Is that apart from the opening sequence, which the little boy that's being babysat one does not trick or treat. Um, I don't think anybody trick or treats in this movie. That's why my complaint is that we we're leading up to Halloween night, so we're I think we start four days before Halloween, mm-hmm. and then there's three days, and then there's two days, and then finally it's fucking Halloween night. We get a fucking title card, October thirty first. Where is the trick or treating? Not a trick or treat. I felt insight. very a very big lack of Halloween vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was saved a little bit when Lori lit a pumpkin, and I sure. was like, oh, thank God. Thank God, a pumpkin. Thank God. <laughs> it's about damn time. Yeah, like, there are decorations. There's a Halloween party that um, that Allison goes to uh, with her new boyfriend. That sequence was kind of fun. But that's it about weird. it. Super weird. They really lingered on the dancing. And yeah, you're like, Kyle some- Richards owns a bar now. Is like- somebody gonna die? <laughs> like, no, we're just going to dance. <laughs> It is a very, very slow burn movie. It is not the Freddy vs. Jason, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong type movie that you would hope for a Laurie vs. Michael flick. Yeah, and especially the way it was it was marketed. Oh, the fucking poster is them standing back to back. Yeah. Like, it fucking ends, ends tonight. And it's like, yeah, it'll end, but like you have to oh, wait yeah. till an hour and 40. <laughs> yeah, like all movies, it will end. Don't worry. <laughs> no, like we get to the, you know, like the epic showdown, mm-hmm. but most of Halloween ends isn't Halloween ends. No. No, it's like Laurie talking with Alice. It's a new story. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you got to move on. I think your boyfriend's strange. You know, he doesn't seem like a nice guy. But also, you got to find love, kid. What is it that she says when she's carving pumpkins? She's just like, you got to get somebody that makes you want to just show your tits to grief and say, let's fucking go. And then she like throws a bunch and of pumpkin guts like, on the floor. And then there was like a hard cut on it. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Don't you wish that was advice your grandma gave you? <laughs> I like trauma, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funky movie, man. Um, It looks great. It's shot really well. It's got some fun kills, but like the last two, at least for me personally, like I don't think it has a story. Yeah, the message feels very confuddled. Yeah. And and I think maybe that's also too why you and I didn't really get into them is because I think of all the of all of the slashers and of all of the big slashers. Michael Myers, there isn't much to him. Mm-hmm. There isn't much there. There's not a lot of expanding yeah. that you can do and, and it feel justified yeah. or it feel sound. Mm-hmm. It's hard coming back 40 years later and trying to find meaning in a movie that was 
almost better because of its simplicity, like Black oh, yeah. Christmas or The Strangers, where like the more you dissect it, the less you see. Agreed. I would have loved if these had just been straightforward slashers and, and tried less to meditate on all of the themes of every Halloween movie. Yeah. And I think that it comes down to deciding to make Lori a predominant figure of the film. Mm-hmm. Because we have to explore it through her eyes. And I don't know if she relates to Michael in the same way he relates to her. Well, the interesting thing... He, he's just not into you as much as you're <laughs> into him. He's just not that into you. <laughs> the Haddonfield story. <laughs> I mean, we're we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the Fiend Club episode. But, like, I, you know, it is kind of interesting that everybody... Like, they really embrace the idea of him being the shape and how everybody imprints their own fears... Um, or at least expounds their own fears through him and against him. But I, I don't think that's a trilogy of, of, of story. Like, I think that's just a, a cool concept, concept yeah. for one film. Before we, we wrap on this, because it, really it's getting really hard to talk about the film without spoiling anything that's not in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because the, the trailer really just shows the finale. Oh yeah, the, tra- <laughs> the trailer is the finale. Yeah. Do you want to do your ranking of where ranking. you think... Now, it's, it's, it's probably going to change because we've just watched this film and we haven't revisited, you know, Halloween 2018 in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the order sure. that you would put them in. Of these three movies. Of just the three. That's tough. Um, I really love the way this one looks. I kind of hate origin stories uh, because it's just like, yeah, I, I get it. We got to reintroduce all these characters that I know pretty deeply again. So that's a big knock against the original Halloween for me, but... Shooting from the hip here on this one, Halloween H4O, Halloween Ends, Halloween Kills. I'm the exact same. Yeah? Yeah, Halloween Kills just really wasn't my bag. And this one, it's got a lot of interesting ideas, and I can see myself revisiting it. This is probably the one that I'll watch... Maybe more than 2018. I think so. Like, I, I almost put it above 2018, uh, but I do like the idea that 2018 has a bit of a, you know, a defined story. <laughs> and it feels like a, a Halloween slasher. Like, there yes. are still some teens getting murdered. <laughs> yeah. I do like I do like how weird this one gets in parts, and I, I do love how it looks. And I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to watch it again, hopefully before it leaves the theater. I wouldn't mind. Like, now that we've sort of taken in what it is, I can, I, you know, and like all of my expectations are gone, I can sort of meet it on its own terms, you know, next time. Like, this is what you are. Yes. Nice to meet you again. Y- yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's actually been true about all of them. Actually, you know what? I haven't watched Halloween Kills a second time yet, but the Halloween 2018 I liked more the second time around. I'm sure that'll be true about Halloween Ends. But, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see the conclusion of a story. Um, I'm sure there'll be another Michael Myers movie, if, you know, in a few years from now. But as far as the Laurie versus Michael saga goes, we've put it to rest. <laughs> we've put that baby to bed. Yeah, the, we've put the boogeyman to bed. What's your rating? Like, we got, we, you got, we got franchise oh. rankings, but out of four, what do you give in this movie? Uh, I don't know if I have a rating for it. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a two out of four. Maybe a 1.5. I'll just go with a two. For yeah, now. I don't know if I have rankable feelings about this movie. I, yeah, I pretty, I feel pretty down the middle about it. Like, there are parts of it that I really, really didn't like. like there are parts of it that I thought were yeah, okay. Yeah, and also, too, like, it's not really for me. So it's just like, I'm mostly indifferent to it. Maybe when we talk about this in a little more detail, you'll have a better idea. <laughs> uh, but for now, those are our thoughts on Halloween Ends. 
but, you know, that's just our opinion. Share yours with us on Twitter at NOFS Podcast, or probably the best spot would be in the Discord. Yes, we do have a spoiler channel, so yeah. if you want to get full spoiler town, you can totally hit us up there and talk about some of those really insane moments that we have not talked about at all. Yeah, uh, you can find that at nofspodcast.com slash discord. We'll be back at you next week. We're talking about Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. (laughs) Have you had enough Michael this month? Good. (laughs) (laughs) But until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. MyMoviesPlus.com for horror films. MyMoviesPlus.com for scary movies. MyMoviesPlus.com this October for four weeks of horror. Whether it's classics like Night of the Living Dead, 80s slashers like Madman, or the latest in independent horror films, Movies Plus has it all. Find the app in app stores or go to MyMoviesPlus.com and use promo code FILMSTREET to get $6 off. That's Film Street, all one word. Drops the price to only $1.99 a month. Again, go to MyMoviesPlus.com and save $6 with promo code FILMSTREET. F-I-L-M-S-T-R-E-E-T.